0: the biggest lessons I've learned in my life are here. Through different topics, I'm going to inspire and motivate you to reach your success and your dreams. I'm so grateful that you're here on Journey to Success. So let's enjoy my next episode together. Hi, Stuart. It's Fabio here from the Fabio Podcast from Failure to Success. How are you doing today?
1: Very well, thank you. How are you doing, Fabio?
0: Very, very good. And uh, I'm very happy that you're willing to share your inspiring story of overcoming drug addiction and your current state of sobriety. So just to confirm, it has been around 10 to 15 years, right, that you are clean right now?
1: Um, Yeah, like two-part recovery. So I got clean of drugs 15 years ago. Um, but carrying okay. on drinking, it took me you another know, five years of drinking to realize that alcohol was also a problem. Um, so then, stop that as well. But that, yeah, so ten years of continuous sobriety from alcohol.
0: Okay, cool. So we're going to divide your uh, life into three parts in this uh, episode: so your life before the addiction, during the addiction, and the after. So could you please tell us about your life uh, before this addiction and uh, the causes of it?
1: yeah i mean when you say before the addiction um i've come to sort of see my life as i was kind of always behaving in an addictive way um yeah. but before i picked up um drugs and alcohol um life was pretty normal i'm from i'm from the uk um i grew up in like what you would probably call a Working class family. My dad would go out to work all day. Mum stay home, keep the house, look after the kids. Regular life then. Have a couple, have a few drinks at the weekend. We'd go out to the pub. Alcohol was kind of like quite in in the eighties. Growing up, alcohol was kind of like a seen as a normal thing for families to be doing. Um, Families are always going out to parties, going out to pubs to have meals with kids and stuff like that. Um there was nothing really a lot of people that get into addiction they can sort of look at a point of their life and think that there was like some sort of trauma that happened I didn't really have anything like that like I just think that um it was just kind of in me like I was fascinated with alcohol from a very young age um like there was family parties and stuff like that and I would always be you know, watching everybody, seeing all, what appeared to be everyone having a great time, enjoying themselves, having lots of fun, and I just thought, I can't wait to do that as well. Um, so yeah, before I got into drinking alcohol um, from the teenage years, I think yeah, it was it was it was a very common part of my life, and I was very fascinated by it, and I kind of always thought that it wasn't the case of if i would start drinking i always kind of thought it would be just like a case of when i'm able to start drinking alcohol
0: okay 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 well it's uh, there was no there wasn't a real cause at the end basically you as as i can uh, understand as i can uh, feel uh there wasn't a particular situation triggered that led you to you know to start with uh uh, with some addiction, with drinking, with drugs. It was just a, uh, a natural path, as I understood, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the reason for it was like part, part of my, my um, illness with addiction is I was very self-conscious as a child, um, didn't really feel like I fitted in. Um, I didn't really have many friends. I felt like I was bullied a little bit at school. Um, okay, and I so there was to- something there. I wanted to, yeah, there was something missing in my life. And I wanted to, yeah. I desperately wanted to just fit in. And um, like when I took the first bit of alcohol as a teenager, like it just, it kind of instantly removed all the anxiety that I had. Um, and I just, it seemed to be like the, the answer to all of my problems. All of a sudden I could be the class clown and become funny um, people seemed to like me more when I had a drink. I was more confident to talk to people when I had a drink. Um, okay. So because it gave me all the things that I thought I needed, it was, to me, it felt like the best thing I could have discovered.
0: It gave you some, uh, confidence, basically. And, uh, I totally understand this factor actually, because I have been bullied as well in my past. Um, so my childhood wasn't really the best and uh, there is a kind of lack of love you know that's that's the point there is a lack of love and uh, you just want to to show up to the people in uh, in a best way you can you start to do something uh, that you shouldn't do you know what I mean yes. so it happened also to me in, in my case as well and uh, yeah it's uh, it's very sad I, it it for sure i think was the trigger in your uh, in your case and um, what happened during your struggle with addiction so so now we talk about uh, uh, before 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 this addiction the causes of it but w- what happened during uh, your struggle with it
1: um i mean like alcohol was like a, in the uk alcohol was kind of like a normal thing um yeah it was, everyone was doing it so, I mean, I started drinking probably um, around the age of 13, 14-ish, um, a long time before I was legally old enough to drink. Um, but I drank through my teenage years, and I was kind of, it was, it was all, already out of control, really, by the time I was old enough to even drink legally. But I didn't see it that way at the time, because it just seemed like that's what everybody was doing. Um, Even though I was probably the one that was always going a bit to the extreme uh, more than everybody else um, Mm. and getting myself into more trouble than other people. Um, But because everyone else was still doing it at the same time, it seemed fairly normal. Um, uh, I think what it did um, round about the age of like 16, 17, I, I kind of lost any ambition to like achieve anything. Um, I wasn't really interested in going to college. I dropped out of college pretty quickly. Um, I just wanted to get a full-time job and money and be able to afford to go out drinking. Um, and that's just how life kind of carried on for a few years. Um, it got to a point where um, like alcohol wasn't enough. Um, so I started taking drugs as well. Um, okay. And that was a similar kind of feeling, you know, um, like I loved it from the minute. Like addiction for me is like, I didn't like the way I felt as a person and I wanted to feel different and drugs and alcohol made me feel different and I liked how it made me feel. Um, but the problem I had is like, once I had started and felt good, I didn't have an off switch. I couldn't. I couldn't monitor I couldn't limit or control how much I was going to take. Um, so I'd always be the one that went too far. Um, hmm. So I went through periods of, of different types of drugs that I was taking um, started off with um, taking ecstasy pills. I was doing that for a few years. Um, and every time I'd be on this kind of path, things would start going wrong. I'd like lose jobs or get kicked out of my f- how, um, f- family home um or lose a relationship and i'd start thinking to myself well oh, i need to sort myself out and I'd, I'd i'd go for a period of stopping taking drugs um cut cut down my drinking a little bit and i'd kind of i'd start building a, a, a kind of life back together again you know i'd, I'd get yeah. something to live i'd get another job i'd start feel like i'm doing okay um and then I'd reward myself by just going back to the way I used to be, thinking it'd be okay this time. Um, and then I'd start on a, on a different type of drug. So then the next time it was amphetamines. Uh, you know, that was a...
0: It was a circle at the end.
1: Sorry? and uh,
0: It was like a circle, basically. And you were trying just to find something better, yeah. to feel something, evidently, in your life.
1: It, it's crazy because, like, you look. I, if I look back at it now, I can see that when things are going wrong, I could mm. realise that drugs and alcohol was playing a part in it. And I'd think to myself, "I need to, I need to sort this out." And I'd, I'd limit it a little bit. Um, but then, when things are going okay again, I'd completely forget that that drinking drugs was what caused the problems in the first place. Yeah. And I, my mind would just like not even consider the the damage that I've caused before and just think, oh yeah, you'll be okay this time. And each time I went onto a new cycle, it was like a further downward spiral. Um I'd go onto something that was a bit harder, a bit more dangerous. So it went on to amphetamine. Um I gave that up and then a few years later I ended up addicted to cocaine. And uh, that was that was the worst part of the addiction. Um, Like, because I described it before, like with with, when you're taking cocaine, so it's like, I used to love drinking alcohol as my first go-to. And when you're drinking alcohol, you get to a point where you feel a little bit drunk and you probably can't drink much more. But if you sniff a load of cocaine, it kind of sobers you up a bit and then you can carry on drinking again. So it's kind of like you're taking a cocktail of drink a bit, then snort a bit, then drink a bit more, then snort a bit more. And you can keep going for sometimes days uh, in that cycle because your your, body, your your body's going up and down and up and down and you level yourself out. But the problem with that is your alcohol is a depressant, so you're pouring a depressant into your body and then you're counteracting that depressant with an upper so your, your your mind and your mental health is just all over the place. It doesn't know where it is. One minute it's up, then it's down, and you're adding a depressant, then you're taking an upper. Um, understand,
0: you know, my understand. Men, my
1: mental, By the end of that period, my mental health was shot um, to the point where I tried to take my own life. Um, you know, as you can see, because you're talking to me today, that I was unsuccessful. Uh, I managed <laughs> to survive that one, luckily.
0: Before we go through, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider taking just three seconds to share it with someone else. It is a small gesture that could make a big difference in someone's day. Now, sit back and enjoy the rest of the episode. Good. Well, it's uh, have you never reached a point where you fell hardly, and uh, and you thought like, okay, now I have I have to stop, I have to change, was, or maybe it was more step by step, maybe it was more a process. So,
1: yeah, there there were like I said before, there was a few times where I would say to myself, you know, I need I need to change, and I'd. I'd sort myself out for a little bit, but then I'd just go back onto the same cycle again. Um, with, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, when gosh. I got onto the cocaine, um, I, yeah, that was, that was the last kind of cycle of the drug addiction. It was at the mm-hmm. end of that period. So I put myself in tre- into a treatment center. Um, but, I got to that point because I'd got myself, um, I was in trouble with some quite scary people. Um, I had some gangs that were looking for me. Um, I had like a a gang of men that kind of barged their way into um, the house that I was staying at at the time. It wasn't even my house, but that's just where I was staying. Um, I'm getting um, threatened um, by people um, with guns. Wow. And it's looking yeah, like I'm um, I, I was also getting like very close to like close encounters with police at the time. So it was it was getting quite on top in the area and I was I, I was in fear of like either like being killed, taking my own life or I ended up in jail. Um <laughs> and all three of those options like just it, it wasn't what I sort of like set out to to achieve when I was younger. Well um, yeah I thought it was just like a party lifestyle. I didn't think it would get so serious. Um and at that point I thought to myself you know this is this is getting serious now you need to you need to make some serious changes. Um and I looked for the treatment center um that I went to um I was working with a local drug and alcohol service and told them about the treatment center and and we went there and got an interview um i I mean if i'm honest i think like going to the treatment center was more um kind of running away from the problems i thought if i just got away from the area yeah um people would forget about me um and I'd, i'd get out i'd get away from the people that were looking for me um but uh it ended up being the best thing I ever did because, you know, from that, from that, from staying at that treatment center, I didn't touch drugs again after that. And that was over 15 years ago now.
0: Wow. 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 And, uh, did your journey of, uh, sovereignty, uh, started from uh, when you, uh, went out from that area basically, right? Or, uh, I didn't, I mean, when did your journey to sobriety begin basically?
1: properly um so i came i I was in the treatment center for like five Mm. months um it wasn't like a
0: rehab uh, i guess or not It was
1: kind of it was like there wasn't it wasn't like a medical facility Mm -hmm. um it was like um it was a it was it was a dry house so it it was a strict no drink or drugs policy um you went and lived there and they gave you like educational programs to kind of Teach you how to manage money. So, this, I mean, this was all things that I'd never really done. Okay. I left school, I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. Um, and they, they show, they, they give you like practical, um, education things to learn of how to kind of like live like normal people do. Um, um, I, I left out uh, because it was a rule that when you were in there, you didn't drink alcohol. When I left out, I carried on not drinking alcohol, but. I hadn't really decided in my mind that I was going to stop drinking forever. Um, I think like when I went into the center, I thought drugs was the problem. So if I stopped Mm. taking drugs, then I'll be okay. Um, And because alcohol is so socially acceptable, it didn't seem even my family didn't like anticipate that I would stop drinking for good. They were happy that I stopped taking drugs. Um, So, when I started drinking again socially, like everyone just thought that's okay. As long as he's not taking drugs, he'll be fine. Um, So, I carried on drinking, thinking that like that would just be a normal life from then onwards, um, drinking socially. But um, I guess like I I just replaced one substance for another. Um, Like, addiction isn't so much about. the the vice it's um it's the reason why you're doing it um so i was just drinking to excess as well um because it's the same for me once once i have one drink i just can't stop it i just want more and more and more so i was still creating just as many consequences
0: understand so also during the the treatment you had some relapses basically
1: not when I was in the treatment center. Ah. When, I in, when I was in the treatment center. Oh, very I, good I, then. I stayed <laughs> keen of drugs. Stayed, <laughs> very, very out good. Out. But it was when I came out and came back into normal life. I just it okay. would be okay, so I carried on.
0: Okay, okay, okay. And at what point uh, does sobriety become uh, easier? I
1: mean. So it took me five years of um, drinking. And I, and I was playing like... Um, I was playing like games for that five years it was like the the girlfriend i had at the time who was mother of my children um she okay. would say to me "Yeah, oh, you i think you're an alcoholic you need to get help and i would say oh, okay and I, I went off to a few aa meetings and um stayed sober for about three four months but just convinced myself that i wasn't an alcoholic and then went back home and was like "Oh no, yeah these people are different that's not like me i'm okay um so i i over that five-year period, I would I would try to go sober for certain amounts of time. Um, right. But never really succeed at um, it. And I think that's what kind of um, made me realize eventually how much of a grip alcohol um, had on me as a person because um, I was either drinking alcohol or I was thinking about drinking alcohol or I was um, trying to manufacture um, some sort of excuse or reason why I needed to drink alcohol. Um, so even when I wasn't drinking, it was consuming my life 24 seven. I, I yeah. could, I, I wasn't thinking about much else than just drink alcohol.
0: Well, you had a good purpose in a way to go forward. I mean, you talk about your children and the family environment. So I think that is the good uh, way to think like hey you know what i have to do because this is not the man that i want to be you know so and uh, i think you uh, i think you are very proud about yourself by the way <laughs> 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 truly um well i have the, the last question basically so um, as we say it uh we talk about your life before the addiction during the addiction and uh, after, I mean, uh, what about now? So uh, how was after, uh, you know, after this man that used to uh, get drunk, used to get drugs? So uh, how uh, how is your life right now? And uh, how, in which way you see uh, d- uh, the man of yourself, uh, uh, the, the one who used to drink, used to get drugs, basically?
1: Mm. Uh yeah i mean like li- life is amazing now um as we said earlier, I've got to ten years of sobriety now yeah um and it's like it it it's, an, it's an, like sobriety is like a never ending like journey um like when I got to like a year sober, I thought I knew everything then um and I still kept learning new things when I got to two years, I thought I knew everything. And I still kept learning new things. And I'm it's still the same today. Like I'm still learning new things about myself. Um Yeah. I, well
0: we all are learning here, so
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean I, I say to people that like when you when you're drinking alcohol, it's like um drinking alcohol alcoholically. You you kind of um you, you stop yourself kind of um mentally progressing in life at all um you you're kind of training your brain to live in a certain way as if that's normal um so living in all those negative characteristics and behaving in like in bad ways um and if you train if you've like if you've done that for 20 years that's 20 years of learning you have to unlearn again so i'm only halfway through the process because i'm only 10 years sober so i've only been retraining my brain for 10 years um So there's a long way to go yet. Um, but yeah, like I, if, if I, I I sometimes have to pinch myself, like if I think back to how bad it got, um, to where I am now, um, I wouldn't have, you know, if someone said to me the first day I walked into an AA meeting that, you know, in 10 years time, you'll be a published author talking on loads of podcasts to people all over the world. I wouldn't have believed them. Um, you know, it's still kind of unbelievable now, even when it's happening.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. I listen. I sincerely appreciate your uh, you sharing your powerful story. It's it, it very intense, um, but this is going to um, this is going to 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 serve as a source of motivation for many individuals dealing with uh, addiction so i'm very happy you shared that i don't know if it was if it easy for you or not to share this uh, story or maybe it's still uh, maybe it's still painful but thank you so much truly
1: yeah it was a difficult process like um yeah. putting it all into a book um you know it's all it's out there now for the world to read um some of my deepest darkest moments in my life um but i just decided that you know um people need to hear the story of of someone who's been there and done it um you know i, th- I said in my book like when i when i was coming up to thinking about getting sober i've read a few books of like some celebrities who had been through um addiction hmm. um and it's great like hearing some of their stories and getting a little bit of inspiration from them but when it's a celebrity who you know they've they've got like quite a lot of money they can go to the best rehabs um they don't have a lot of the struggles that like what i would say normal people have um so i wanted to write something that was like the perspective of someone who i see is just a a normal person who doesn't have a lot who has to build up from nothing again um yeah, because when I got into sobriety, I didn't think for a second, you know, the, the thought of never drinking again was just like alien to me. I was like, well, yeah, if I don't drink, what am I going to do? Um, you know, and yeah, it was a scary prospect, you know. Um, yeah. But if I can achieve that and keep it going for 10 years, then I believe that anybody can if they really want to. Um, yeah. and I'm hoping that my story um, and me sharing my story can give people hope that they can also change.
0: Oh, you will. You you do and uh, you will and uh, also from my from my side as well from my show so thank you so much truly and before we end uh, is there anything else you would you like to add Stuart tell me
1: um, I had something really like clever planned in my head um, but I always forget <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Would you like to go on or if you like, we can close. It's also, okay. It's up oh, to can you. Keep
1: going. If you've got, you got questions for me, you keep asking questions and I'll keep answering.
0: No, 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 no. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay, no worries. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Stuart and, uh, and take care. Cheers, thank you. Here we are, congratulations. You just finished my entire episode. So the only thing I ask is to take a moment to give journey to success a rating by the way thank you so much for being here on journey to success i'm very grateful thank you and see you
1: next time